um, uh, for this moment. Yes. Uh, so hi, Aviva. I am Ravid Jain. I am the host of the Ravid Show and also the senior marketing uh, editor at Pact. Uh, what I look after at Pact is I closely work with world class authors to market their books, uh, maybe data science, AI, cybersecurity, and all of those uh, areas. I cover, I make sure the book has that visibility in the world. And uh, on the Ravid show, I make sure that uh, I have all the great influencers coming in who have built a certain space for themselves uh, where uh, we chat about their journey in general. We talk uh, like we are talking right now and we take live questions from LinkedIn Live and YouTube to make sure that uh, everyone gets a chance to you know, ex uh, explore the journey of the guest. Uh, till now, I've had a few great uh, uh, folks who have shared the journey and it has been quite an experience. So more or less, uh, this is uh, who I am and uh, I, I love books because I belong to PAC Publishing and we produce some amazing books. So yeah. Mm. So how did you get started uh, in this field specifically promoting writers? So for Okay, so for me, it started back in uh, 2018 when I joined PACT uh, as a associate category manager where I used to look after the, uh, you know, the book uh, designing the space where we could actually build a book altogether. So uh, like in topic areas, different topic areas where uh, we could find that gap and we can actually commit a book. So it started off there, but then uh, in 2018 itself, I got an opportunity to sh make a shift where I can work on the content marketing bit. And uh, uh, since then I was very interested. So that's when I started working with author. The whole part where content marketing begins is uh, after a book is published. Uh, uh, but yeah, in the background, we work with the author one month before at least the publication. So what we look after is uh, the book visibility on social media, on blogs, on different websites, on in conferences, in podcasts, the author visiting the, you know, different uh, stages where uh, they can actually uh, what they have written, they can amplify it to the world and we are uh, working on the content there. So yeah, that's more or like uh, how I have actually initiated and started my journey. So yeah. Yeah. So how long do you do a, um, a campaign usually for one book, for instance, for example? Okay, so uh, for one book, I guess it would be around four to six months, but you can never say uh, with books because uh, what happens is a book can, you know, a book can have, um, you know, a age which can be for years, but yeah, definitely yeah. what, uh, and yeah, an ideal time is um, four to six months minimum when a book is published. So accordingly, we have a huge portfolio in our, um, uh, you know, in mm -hmm. my kitty where I can actually work on the book. So yeah. yeah. So full time, four to six months uh, on one book, or it's like you not full time. Okay, so not full time exactly, but uh, like I have, uh, if I see my current status, I will have almost uh, twenty seven books in hand. So yeah, well, I have to, uh, 
Yeah, so exactly. I have to bifurcate the time accordingly. I'll have to manage the portfolio accordingly. What which books need that priority where the book needs that amplification and according to uh, how we prioritize is according to how new the book is. If a book uh, certainly is uh, very new, then we have to focus a little more. A book which is almost six months back, we can take our time and you know we'll do it in intervals. Yeah. Ah uh, yes. Um, okay. Um, so what what kind of data science do you admire? So what kind of startups or books you've read that you really okay. really uh, admire? So for me, uh, the data scientists I look after is uh, DJ Patel and Ben Taylor. These two are amazing data scientists. When you hear them, they'll share some amazing insights and you're always there. Uh, you know, you'll always, I always feel that way where uh, there's so much to learn from them. There are so many insights uh, that they share about data science and AI field. So it's always good to hear them. And uh, when you talk about the startups, uh, I know one uh, company that is uh, SDS, uh, uh, Super Data Science by Kirill and Minko. I like that company and uh, I've been close to that company in terms of uh, the DSGO conferences which they do uh, every year, maybe twice or thrice. So we okay. packed as a community partner there. We are closely associated with them. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, so what is the last, what kind of books are you doing now? So maybe two or three books you're handling now? Okay, so um, the last books uh, that I can remember of uh, is uh, in. Uh, so, do you want it in a space or in an AI space or data science space? Which yeah, space? Yeah, Any uh, space? What do you want? AI or data science? What you prefer? So, one of the book is uh, must. Uh, machine learning for algorithmic trading by Stefan Jansen. Um, the other one I can think of is Learning Tableau 2020 by Joshua Milligan. Um, uh, then I have Live Longer with AI by Tina Woods. And the other one that I can think of, uh, which uh, I am closely working, is Hands On Explainable AI by Denise Rothman. So, yeah, these, these books I am currently very much into and I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah, and are you doing following any webinars or workshops or trainings at the moment? So uh, in terms of the webinars, uh, what we do is uh, uh, we collaborate. We collaborate with uh, uh, conferences like uh, Data Cadet Conference, which recently happened by Kate Strachny. So we are community partners there in ODSC uh, uh, West, which happened just uh, last week. Uh, last weekend, we were community partners there. What we do is we do a giveaway in each conference's webinar where we get uh, amazing traction. People actually have a chance to win uh, some of the e-copies by these amazing world-class authors. So yeah, yeah, I'm always involved there. I'm always involved here and there in each conferences that are happening around. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your predictions for the next five years in the field of AI or, or data science? Okay, so... Um, uh, actually, I can't be <laughs> very predictive, but uh, I know for one thing that uh, AI will have something uh, extraordinary in the next five years, which uh, obviously if, uh, the best people are to uh, learn from is uh, a person like Bernard Marr or a person like Ventella, obviously. 
these people are the best to hear out their predictions are very close to uh, you know earlier as well i've heard from them the best predictions so these predictions i think uh, you know are best coming from these influencers so yeah. i keep an eye on whatever they uh, speak so yeah that's i i would suggest follow them for some amazing predictions because they have the right eye to look at the technology very well so yeah okay well um so for now on to marketing, so how do you see marketing? What is important? What key points uh, do you always keep in mind when you when you take on a project? All right, interesting uh, question. So when you, I think when we look at marketing, it's a complete different perspective that you need to have when you're uh, looking at marketing because uh, when I market books, it's uh, not just another product, but it is something which is built by someone. It's, it's a written uh, documented uh, project by someone and that is uh, something not we can sell off until it has that value. So for me, marketing should have uh, value to it. Marketing should be what we what we should understand is a product should have a value. Uh, and if that product has that value, first understand what product it is. If it is a book, a book can't be sold by advertising. It can be sold actually by advertising, but not to that level, because if it yeah. doesn't have some, you know, that value, people will just buy, uh, you know, uh, say, OK, I, I looked at an advertisement. I felt that it's very fancy, so I bought it, but it doesn't work that way with books. You no. just get a few. Yeah, so you will just get a few, you know, uh, maybe sales. But uh, if that book has a certain value in it, people read it and they recommend and they, you know, yeah. people go out there on LinkedIn, on social media and they speak about that book. That is the real marketing that will happen yeah. and uh, you know send out books to these influencers who have such value in them if they speak about some content and if mm -hmm. only if they like it they will actually speak about it and that's mm -hmm. what i think marketing of a book looks like yeah, yeah. so i've always kept a, a, a simple thing in my mind is uh, the marketing is all about valuing your product and your product should also have that value then only it works otherwise uh, it it's not long term it will just work for short term i guess yeah and also the importance of a community yeah? like uh, being backed yes. up by a community that likes the, the value of the book and or the, the oh, product yes. yeah? it's really definitely important. community plays community plays a very very important role because those are the real people who would actually uh, you know talk about books yeah. very uh, they'll give you the right feedback you know if Ravit, uh, if i've given a book to someone to read and i want their reviews out of it they might just if they don't like the book they might just come back to me and they'll be like Ravit, i don't think this was something i thought yeah, yeah. was very well or if the book is very well written they wouldn't even think for a second and they would be recommending it to many folks out there. So it works uh, sure. when data science, AI communities work together and they make sure uh, valuable product has been respected in the community and a product obviously which is um, which they don't find it that valuable. They wouldn't be talking a lot about it. So yeah, no, it's no. it's it's straightforward in this field, I guess. So this is the first you send the book out to, to people that that re that give a review about it. That's what you start with. Uh, you start your campaign. 
not exactly start with that but then uh, it's just one of the pointers that works that okay uh, we send out books to people who would be interested these influencers yeah, yeah. and uh, also uh, make sure that the conference uh, the books are given at the conferences for people to be aware of something which is coming out and uh, certainly i do the announcements through social media we let the people know and uh, let them be aware about you know how uh, this book has been announced from pact and if they purchased it how did they like and all of those stuff so i look after the community very well that they what they feel about it and what are the changes that needs to be added by us in the future what is the liking and disliking that is something i am actually connecting the dots between uh, the community and pact and the author because i'm closely working with uh, obviously i'm working for pact but then uh, there's a production department who looks after the complete editor editorial part so i will closely connect the dots between all of them <clears throat> yeah well um what kind of intention do you hold so you need some kind of energy behind your all your marketing endeavors you know like what what do you believe in like what motivates you what drives you and what makes you successful in the end do you think what kind of energy do you put in the is behind the project your intention oh mm, my intention is clear you know if i make the community happy with i'm what i'm doing and yeah. if they read books very well if they feel that they have learned uh, something out of it mm. and i if i'm giving that much to the community and if i get a you know a good heads up from the community as well that yes you we read the book and we liked it and your project was amazing so you feel yeah. satisfied that drives you way well in that field that you feel so yeah. happy about it because you were working on a project where people like it and uh, obviously it highly depends on the author because it's author's content but then in the end if you are working on it and if you are helping the community to get the best out of what is written so yeah. you're spreading the word and you yeah. know like uh, it's certainly something what you are doing right now you are recording a podcast with me and if you can provide the insights to your audience and yeah, they yeah, can yeah. find uh, you know they can actually gain some uh, amazing knowledge out of it mm. it's the same way i guess yes yes um uh, what works best for you what things do you always do like some kind of activities you always always do when you promote a book when you start a campaign or and do the campaign Yes, so for me, uh, I'm pretty straightforward. I start a campaign where um, I do the book announcements. I'll make sure I have the book myself. I go through certain pages. I read them. If I don't know, I learn about them, and I'll make sure that whatever the crux of the books, I tell them to people. I make sure that uh, the book is, uh, you know, the there's a, a, a plus page which is uh, actually a page on Amazon as a. So that that has an author interview. I make sure that the there are authors insights on the Amazon page as uh, as well, where these customers go and buy the book to know more about the author, to know more about the book, to know more about the technology. Yeah. So those are the plans where you know I I make sure that the books should be complete information. There should be complete transparency about what the book has, what. what are the what will the audience gain after reading it and uh, so those are the basic steps which every book needs you know mm -hmm. that is something that uh, i also make sure the authors goes go on the podcast for them to you know if the 
say the host wants to know more about the book or about themselves or about the technology, it mm -hmm. always helps the audience to connect with the author first and then the book because author yeah. actually uh, you know mentions everything what they know about a technology and yeah. uh, the audience can know what can be there in the book. So yeah, those are the yeah. basic things you need to actually look out at and those are basic steps that I work on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so you let them on your podcast, but how 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 did your podcast became so successful? So how long did it take for people to 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 learn about it? And okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I I certainly don't get my authors on the podcast. I I layers between uh, other podcasts where there are third party podcasts where I get my authors through and uh, set the interview up with them. But on uh, when you talk about my show, the Ravid show, it is um, well, I haven't had any authors as of now on my show because then, you know, because it's a little different from what I'm doing at Pact. It's yeah. like I'm taking an interview and all of those things. So yeah. um, so what happens here is since I don't want to make it a sell off where people, my, you know, the audience starts feeling that Ravit is just getting his authors. I don't yeah. want to do that for the audience because I want to keep it very transparent, as I said before. Uh, right. I will, I will surely get uh, authors as well on um, the rabbit show. Like I have an author who's John Thompson, the author of building analytics teams. He is coming on the rabbit show in November, but uh, you know, it depends, uh, you know, completely. I don't want to make make uh, the show a sell off for the books. I want people to, uh, you know, be influenced by the community only if they want to buy a book and the book should have that value for them and i think that is the most authentic thing in marketing that i follow that make sure the book has that value the people feel that value for it and then they buy it yeah, yeah. so yeah my 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 podcast my show the ravit show is uh, for everyone but yeah going forward we can talk about it more mm -hmm. so what makes you successful as a marketing specialist you think what are some of your your talents or skills strengths <laughs> um Okay, for me, my strength is obviously people's man. I am people's man. I love to talk to people. And when you love to talk to people and when you love to talk to community, you get to know the right insights from the right people and who are in the community. And, uh, you know, when you talk one on one, they wouldn't lie about any damn thing. They would be mm -hmm. straightforward that Ravit, this is the thing. This is what we feel uh, and maybe about a book, maybe about a technology. They'll be out there. So that makes me mm -hmm. very, very uh, a people's person. People there, you know, uh, outside in the community, they want a human to talk to them rather than AI chatbots <laughs> talking around to okay. them. Uh, you know, we need that human touch. We need that personal touch when uh, if tomorrow someone comes out to you and asks that, OK, Viva, what do you think about my, you know, uh, XYZ activity? And if you give them a great feedback or a feedback which would be relevant for them, that is the best thing. And that is what I get for what I work. And that yeah. makes me not successful. I wouldn't say I'm successful. Uh, marketing, a marketing guy can never say he or she is successful because I think it's a learning process which will go on forever. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, well, how would you create, for instance, an SEO strategy? 
So SEO strategy for me clearly works like uh, I have different tools. We know the SEM Rush, we know Merchant Keywords, and basically you can go online and you'll find many SEO tools where you can work on the key keywords. Make sure the keywords actually match with uh, the you know the the maximum keywords you have. Uh, the SEO you know the run would be very well like if you talk about a certain campaign say a marketing campaign so if i if i have to um, you know it's about i'm advertising about marketing and if i include in my content say uh, 15 keywords just about marketing 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 etc but then yeah. um, when you google about it say the name actually just not marketing, but it's Ravitz marketing, Ravitz marketing everywhere. Once you go and hit Google and say Ravitz marketing, that page would come up uh, very well on the top. So SEO strategy is simple. Make your keywords right. There are many tools where you can search the best SEO, uh, you know, uh, search engine and you can find those keywords and include them in your content. So yeah. So you mean on your website and, and on your um, podcast and, and you use a little bit the same description if you find your right oh, yeah. oh. you use them everywhere online a little bit like this like this i do but i do but then in terms of uh, you know uh, when you talk about uh, the rabbit show where i do the announcements i make sure that i use one thing which is <laughs> the rabbit show so uh, that's the only keyword i have because i will uh, because on LinkedIn, I announce most of the shows or on YouTube. So mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, the one one keyword, obviously, if a, if a person belongs to a data science field, I need to use a hashtag data science. And otherwise, uh, it's just the rabbit show that I use. But for other content where I market about the books, uh, I make sure when an article is going out, uh, it has maximum keywords. If it's a data science article, if it's an AI article, if it's a cybersecurity article, uh, we make sure that the keywords are used very well uh, that our chapter excerpt has and when it goes out to the third party if it's going out say to InfoQ so they have the complete control over the SEO search engine so they'll make sure the SEO the keywords are right so accordingly we also make sure that there are many keywords where people can easily find the article yeah yeah, yeah. um what are some important trends that you see developing in the digital market so Okay, so for me, I guess uh, in digital marketing, trust me, after the lockdown, after this uh, coronavirus, I guess uh, things have pretty changed. Uh, things look uh, uh, all digital now. Everything is going virtual. And in next three years, I think uh, most of the you know things would be virtual itself there'd be virtual conferences which would happen like it's happening right now people would be working from home itself uh, people would be so uh, you know habituated to this uh, that uh, everything will go virtual and digital marketing would be playing a very important role because you'll be influenced by digital marketing highly because you don't meet people you don't socialize anymore yeah, yeah. so how can you well, yeah so how can you buy a product if you want to have, if you have to buy a product how would how do you buy it because you yeah. look at the advertisements of the digital marketing that you look at and that's the only perspective where you can actually uh, you know follow and so uh, the better the digital marketing ads you have the more you could you, the more successful your business is online so that needs to be understood very well in the coming years but digital marketing has a uh, steep um, 
uh, has a huge growth actually it's yes. it's going to be something which would be uh, the next uh, big thing yeah yes yes um did you see any changes like things are changing in digital marketing for instance seo is is, is getting less effective or in for example or um facebook ads will be less important or what what kind of evolution do you see changes um Mm, I don't really see the changes. The changes will only be uh, those changes where uh, the digital market would be increased. There will be many platforms. Till now, we have only limited platforms to advertise, but uh, going forward, there'll be a lot many platforms. There'll be a lot many online users. And as I mentioned, people would be influenced only by digital marketing. So things would be changing like that. Otherwise, uh, uh, there'll be only increase in the number, nothing else. So you, what, what would you need to do as a digital marketer is, is um, be more niche, niche oriented, or build your community in your niche. Probably, it's probably really important. So, yes, it is very important because you are dealing in a lot of competition. But uh, what I feel is, what would uh, be a change is understand your community well be yeah. with your basics don't don't think uh, uh, you know you're working all traditional you you obviously need to work you need to have that traditional approach when you're talking about marketing but you also need to have a modern approach which is actually evolving right now the marketing is changing the face of marketing digital market isn't changing so you need to understand that if it's changing, what are the new trends? Start following the new trends. If it's something like uh, LinkedIn stories has come up, so you need to understand how much uh, engagement are you getting? How much, uh, uh, you know, what what difference is it making to your announcements that you're doing about a book or, you know, so you need to change about with every small thing. And being a marketer, I think you need to evolve all the time. As I mentioned earlier now, that uh, you can never say that you're a successful marketer until... No um no you can't ever say <laughs> so yeah that's that's more or less the thing but um but so how do you keep up with all the trends how do you make sure you're following the latest trends and, and up to date with everything that is required to to remain efficient mm, i think you need to be um up there you need to you need to understand the new you need to you need to remove an hour or two in a day to understand what new has come up self-learn new things understand new things take up new courses if there are any uh, i recently did a digital garage course from google uh, amazing course i would recommend everyone to do that it's a free Sorry. course and it uh, does ha have a certificate to it what, so what course? It was digital garage uh, course, digital oh, yeah. marketing garage course. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what yeah. Is, what was your favorite project till now you've worked on, and why did you enjoy it that much? Mm, so favorite project, not as such. I, I see. I have many authors I work with, <laughs> so it wouldn't be fair if I say, okay, this was my favorite project. But uh, I can. Um, tell a few projects that I've worked on and I've enjoyed them. So uh, if you talk about uh, working on a project which was AI crash course, the book is written by Adlin de Pontives. He is uh, he, he's he's an amazing uh, you know author 
it was fun working with him then um, there was another project which was dancing with cubits by robert sator uh, he's the vp of quantum in uh, at ibm uh, amazing author loved working with him the other one is um, c sharp 8 uh, .net core 3 the another one edition which is coming now is c sharp 9 .net core .net 5 by mark price mark price is a uh, developer and an author he is outstanding with his work uh, it's one of the best seller books in pact so uh, these three projects that i can think of but there are many projects that i've worked on if you talk about live longer with ait patina awards or you know uh, infinite retina by uh, robert scoble and uh, irina cronchain so those those are the projects like the most if you know i can endlessly talk about like machine learning uh, with uh, machine learning algorithmic trading by stephen jensen these books are amazing these books are super so there's n- <laughs> i can never say this is my favorite i'm very close to all of them yeah of course um what kind of news sources blogs media outlets do you follow uh, in marketing so uh see medium is something which i follow very well i make sure that i read go through medium articles towards data sense is another website on medium as well then dzone is another one kd nuggets is another blog i uh, really look at then um uh, the, uh if you talk about So uh, I also look at LinkedIn content which people share. These influencers share because it gives you a lot, many, a lot much of exposure as well when you listen to them and what they are sharing. And they would also share some links there. So yeah, these are uh, the places where I look at for, uh, and I market things. Then yes. Okay. Uh, what? So on on to LinkedIn. Uh, what are your favorite yeah. LinkedIn tips? So, so some tips for enhancing your profile: how to get started, how to get followers, how to get people liking your posts on, on LinkedIn. Um, what are your favorite tips? Okay, so my my favorite tips, you know, you uh, you can say actually not tips, but then I can say how to enhance your profile is uh, first thing: optimize your profile very well. Complete your profile with a profile picture. with uh, a good headline what you're doing make it uh, sound like a human touch you're giving to your profile people don't like robots people like humans out there so complete your profile put a nice profile picture updated one mention about yourself there's an about section where you can mention about yourself very well where you can actually mention what you're going what you're doing what your uh, next plan is what you've done in the past and everything of that sort then uh, start posting start posting is very important if you post what you feel what you're doing if you, if you know if i am doing the ravit show and if i'm not posting about it how how will people know about it yeah, yeah. so i need to post about it right so i need to market it well i need to let people know that okay i am doing something don't worry about people liking it or not liking it just do it do do what But, uh, you you know so, you never know. yeah so how much if, right? so if the show is uh in 3 days when would you announce the, the show for instance i would uh, say if the show is uh, today okay i would start announcing about it uh, uh, at least 10 days before or a week before and only once or every day you would announce it i would at least announce 
two times or three times so people are if they miss out once so at least they know it for the second time or maximum for the third time but i wouldn't overwhelm them with uh, the same content obviously because uh, they, i think uh, it is visible for a week uh, if a post is out so i don't i shouldn't be doing every time but uh, for people to learn more and if they can you know and you know yeah. register and enjoy themselves uh, so that they don't miss it i make sure that at least twice i'll do before the show is on yeah and you just mentioned like just post anyway don't care about likes or people yeah. um commenting so so this works the best probably just posting getting content value out there yes. and then eventually yes. people will find you and and find your the con your content yes definitely i think uh, it is most important to be out yourself on linkedin don't worry about the reactions you'll be getting or if you don't get any forget it people uh, you know somewhere someone will connect you on linkedin and they yeah. will feel your post your content is valuable and start yeah. from there yes yes and of course the more you you post and the longer you're at it the more the more you get your community you build your community so it will take like a couple of months or a couple of years um probably like yes, this uh, it's really organic uh, growth huh? um what are trends yeah. you are observing in linkedin so nick you mentioned the story already are there other trends you're 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 look you're finding changes okay so trends uh i think the trends would be the algorithm that works <laughs> very weirdly with linkedin um you need to understand that uh the first hour of your post if you get the maximum engagement your post will be not dark then people would have a high visibility your post would be at a very high visibility if in the first hour itself you get good engagement in the on the on the on your post if not sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work so uh, the weird algorithm is something which is uh, trending actually for me that uh, i'm trying to understand the linkedin algorithm how it works and yeah that's more or less the thing but uh, the best trend here uh, now is about uh, uh, people starting their LinkedIn live shows, people talking on LinkedIn live, people only a few people on LinkedIn have the access to LinkedIn live, obviously, because uh, LinkedIn has authorized them as, uh, you know, for the LinkedIn live. And uh, so, yeah, that's very interesting. And it gives you a real touch, you know, where when the people, people are live, you can ask questions and you can get the answers and it can be helpful. So good. Yeah. Um, what are, how do you see it evolving? now it's still fairly possible and cheap to get your content out there do you think uh, when companies get more into it um it will be less available like what happened to google google ads for instance okay mm, uh in the near future it can ha be that but then that's uh, still happening on linkedin also you can promote you can have a paid promotion and all of those stuff but you still have an option to uh, hide it so yeah, that's there, but uh, I don't think LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn has been there since quite a while now, and I don't think LinkedIn would make overwhelm it with many advertisements uh, because the content there and the people, you know, on LinkedIn are very rich. Uh, they have amazing connect 
sector. So more about jobs, obviously, in uh, LinkedIn was basically a job portal for everyone. But yeah. today it's also a portal where people share about uh, their work, about uh, what what's trending, what's uh, new, and you know yeah. there are many tips and tricks and all of the stuff. So it 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 is it has evolved with time. It will evolve, but it will evolve for better. That's what I can see. Yeah, so you, that's your main um, platform that you use. I, I feel LinkedIn. Yes. Yes, LinkedIn is my main platform. My first priority. Second is Twitter. Then uh, obviously for the show, it's LinkedIn and YouTube. But uh, otherwise, I make sure that I'm quite active on Twitter as well. But I treat I try to keep it up, but uh, <laughs> I still uh, feel LinkedIn is my first priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are so onto your show, the Rabbit Show? So what are your favorite stories? What what the talks you remember? Like you really liked um, these stories, the good good episodes, like your okay. top three episodes. Okay, so I mm, I didn't have many episodes as of now, but I have had four episodes. By my first guest was Kate Strachny. The second one was Jennifer Cooper. Third one was Philip Wallet. Fourth one was Steve Nori. Uh, I have had, if you talk about, uh, you know, Kate, I had some amazing session with her where it was a fun session talking about her early uh, childhood. I remember she, you know, sharing about uh, uh, she earning in the school itself by doing some business. So that was funny. That was nice. You need to know, you know, you need to know more about their journey, you know, in terms of how they started off and what were their early times. Also, okay. if you talk about Steve Nori, how he started as a programmer, and he is now a head of data scientist and has such massive following and all of those stuff. So it's always memorable. I don't have something which, you know, I can't choose one favorite story, but all of them are favorite. And, you know, I would highly suggest people to just visit YouTube on the Ravid show and can have all the fun then. Yeah. Um, so um, what is your vision? What drives or motivates you? Mm, in terms of the Ravid show, I feel the best motivating bit is I recently shared about it as well after you know having a session with uh, this um, after having session with Steve actually so people reached out to me where they found it very insightful and it happens after every show but then I felt that gives you a self happiness where you can actually you know get uh, if if you get people you know reaching out to you Viva after listening to yeah. you know maybe our podcast you'll feel that happiness that will drive yeah. you more that okay I should yeah. do many more episodes yeah. so yeah. people like it people feel that it's valued so yeah like that I guess I know I know um so how come you already have this many uh, this big this large audience so how if you only have four episodes yet how did you arrive at such a yeah. large audience already uh, so for me, uh, I, I, I I don't think I have a control over the audience. I don't know how it works, but I know one thing for sure that uh, believe in yourself in terms of what you are sharing with the audience and it will get you to places. Uh, I'm very grateful for the people who follow the Ravid show. I, uh, I, I really make sure that people at least gain something out of it at least if it's a 15 minutes episode 10 minutes of the episode should be something that can help in their daily life or maybe yeah. in future so maybe uh, people uh, are picking up something that they're finding it useful and that's why they have started following the Ravid show 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. These were all the questions I had. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh. And um, oh, it was. <laughs> we thanks for having me on the show, everyone. I learned a lot and great energy, and um, it was very insightful. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you. <laughs>